What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the wonderful podcast world? It's your host, Michael, the host of the Air Raid Attack podcast is what you're listening to. And uh, from a little all over the place, it's, well, it's technology, of course, but uh, nonetheless, glad to have an amazing um, host of the Girl Who Talks Sports, Sam Cardona. Welcome to the Air Attack podcast. How are you doing this evening, Sam? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. Most definitely a pleasure and honor to get on. You know, next month's going to be a little busy work-wise, so I'm trying to get as many guests as possible for August to kind of to make up and balance for September, but you never know. With COVID, mm-hmm. unfortunately, things may change, and we may yeah, take it from yeah. one time for another. So Definitely. First things first, uh, of course, tell all the listeners out there a little about yourself and your podcast and how can they... How can they listen to you? Yeah, so um, my name is Sam Cardona. I am the host of the Girl Who Talks Sports podcast. Um, you can find us on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube, um, also at the Girl Who Talks Sports. And my social media handles are Twitter is TGWTS podcast. And my Instagram is just at the Girl Who Talks Sports. So you can find me on all of those places. And I just put out a new episode today. So you can go ahead and, and go listen to that. I will be honest. I'm not going to lie. I actually was listening to that on the way home. Yeah. So, awesome. Good stuff. I think I, got, I think I got to Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> so I, I have to finish the rest, but none, nonetheless, excellent stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. So first things first, uh, <clears throat> of course, you know, no surprise for a lot of people, but uh, Tim Tebow's run. I know you mentioned it on your on your new episode as well. Tim Tebow, you know, his run as a NFL tight end was more embarrassing than I think his career as an NFL quarterback was. But <laughs> not, nonetheless, are we I mean, is this the end of Tebow Mania in your opinion? I mean, his blocking skills were not very great. Uh yeah. I, I'm I'm under the impression here that Tebow will not be coming back into the league <laughs> at any point in any position. Uh I think that he was just kind of going for a, a Hail Mary here, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of he knew the coach in Urban Meyer going to be in Jacksonville. He tried out for the tight end position. They decided to give him a shot, but I don't think that he's going to be coming back uh, into the league at any point in time, not as a tight end, not as a quarterback. I think that he should stick to what he knows doing college football on TV. You know, he seems to be very good at that. So I think that he should just stay over there and keep doing what he's doing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't see Tebow coming back and at all. I, I sure hope he doesn't because I think that that whole blocking thing this past weekend was just embarrassing for him. It was just not a good look. It was he just can't block and, and that's okay. So uh, I, I'm not expecting Tebow to come back. And if he does, he's got a hard shell, man. He's he's just ready for everything. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier and uh, he does a podcast for, you know, as well, but he does his own thing. But, you know, his, his thing is, could we see Tebow? And I don't. And I said no. I don't really see this happening. But is Tebow one of these players, kind of like an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, depends on the situation, to where they just won't leave you alone, or they want that yes, but you're going to continue to say no. He's never going to give up his dreams. I get that, and I applaud him for that. But 
what is it? I think 30, 34, mid thirties. I'm sure getting close yeah, to there. Mid thirties. It's time to time to face the facts of life, and football is just not in his not in his cards. No, I don't think so, and I don't think that he's gonna. I mean, I really would be surprised if he came back. I think that at this point, this has solidified it that he is he's finished at least playing in the NFL. Maybe talking about it at some point in his career, but not going to play. I know it was embarrassing. I kind of, and I'm not gonna make fun of him. He's a genuine guy. I'm sure you know from what I see on the camera and all that. But what's more embarrassing, his his style of play as a tight end, or the or his block at Schuster, or the fact that he headbutted his own lineman? <laughs> I think that um, honestly. I think that he came out and put on a really good like mm-hmm. physical appearance. You know, it, it, it was very obvious that he was lifting and he Correct. gained weight and everything. So physically, he looked good, but the blocking thing—he it was the spin. He fell on his butt. He got up. He had butted his his <laughs> lineman. That I think was just a horrible look for him. Like everybody will be talking about that for a while. Like there, nobody's gonna let him forget about that and unfortunately it was preseason, and yet everybody was watching so it, he's definitely never going to live that one down and the fact that it's it's you know kind of in the same realm as the butt fumble with the jets and mark sanchez so it, it, you know it's not as bad but definitely headbutting your lineman in the gut is not a good look well i wish him the best you know i know the mets you know he tried out baseball and what was it triple a i think he's winning up to our double a's and, that, and that's pretty impressive for a guy that i don't know if he's ever played since high school but you know no i, I think he does very well with the sec of course network and esp he kind of fits in the mode especially college football which is just right around the corner and i wish him the best and maybe coaching i don't know if that's something he would be interested in no, obviously not at a pro level college i don't know about that either but maybe high school something like to that degree maybe i don't know yeah maybe but, maybe his like you know his old high school might expect him to like i don't know be an assistant or something there but i don't see him coaching in any sort of college or professional football oh no <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks um i get a lot, a lot of this on twitter and what have you is drew lock of course you know i'm a bronco fan if you can't tell not from the hat but the <laughs> flag behind but i'm um, kind of redoing the studio type thing but um what was your thoughts on his first i know it's preseason not you know a lot of people don't get over excited about it but obviously he did come out and play pretty well for the most part is he in your opinion because i want to get kind of a more of a different outlook on on drew lock of course uh, is he the starter or do we think he's going to still be out in Denver eventually? Honestly, I feel like Drew Locke is one of these quarterbacks that isn't wowing anybody where he is right now, but I have a feeling that he could be really great on a different team. Um, That being said, I don't know if the Broncos are going to trade him or if they're going to get rid of him or, you know, whatever they decide to do. But I just don't think that him and the Broncos are clicking but I just don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't like he's not horrible. He's just not doing anything fantastic in this mm-hmm. team. So I, I just think that Drew Locke, again, could be better on a different team. I don't know exactly where it would be, especially next year with a bunch of different things up in the air in terms of performances for different quarterbacks and things right. like that. But I, I want Drew Locke to succeed. I, I, you know, I like the kid. I think that he could be really good. I just don't know if it's working in Denver right now. You know, it's tough, you know, especially from Denver. I haven't had a winning season since Super Bowl 50. And right. really when they play, and when well, last year, they unfortunately got stuck with a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of injuries. 
to where, you know, it didn't help when he lost Cortland Sutton literally before the season even started. But that offensive line was it was better than it has been. You know, Garrett Bowles did pretty well, but I don't know. I, st- I like the kid. I like his swag. From what I hear reports, you know, last year there's a lot of rift in the locker room. I don't know. Well, obviously, we don't know because obviously we're not behind those closed doors. I don't really know if there was any rift or not. He has he showed from flashes. He showed some. Ew. Uh, yeah. I know Clyde comes on a podcast and he kind of defends uh, the Aaron Rodgers trade. And mm-hmm. of course, you know who wouldn't. But I don't know. I th- I just uh, I was kind of curious from another standpoint. Drew Locke. Like I said, he 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 looked good, but again, it's preseason, and some people just can't take much out of that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he will show up this year and prove us all wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like if Aaron Rodgers would have went to the Broncos, if that was the team that he ended up at, yeah. Drew Lock would have been way gone. Like 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 Gonzo Demars, like they wouldn't have even given him a second thought. Of course, I can see you're a Giants fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Daniel Daniel Jones, um, not a bad kid, but you're what is what's the feel around New York that New York area kind of what they're expecting this year? And of course, Barkley comes back after his ACL tear and pretty crappy division, so obviously anything's up in the air with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the feel like for the Giants? With the Giants this year, what I'm excited about is that we have a lot of offensive weapons mm-hmm. that we didn't have last year. I think we struggled offensively, which made Daniel Jones look quite terrible honestly it was it's a rough watch but like there was a lot of potential there and i i will will die on the daniel jones train i love daniel jones i think that it was great when he got drafted i was just like super stoked about it um you know he's literally like a clone of eli manning it's fantastic and i just think that with these um offensive weapons that we have now he has what he needs in order to perform well and if that is not the case, if he cannot perform well with these offensive weapons that have been given to him and the fact that our head coach and offensive coordinator are returning, this is the first time that he has two coaches returning for the second year in a row. So consistency is always key. If he doesn't perform well this year, it's not looking good for Danny Dimes, unfortunately. I really want to root for him, and I'm rooting for him hard. I want him to succeed. I want my team to succeed. But if that's the case, um, we do have two first-round picks next year, thanks to the trade that happened in the draft this year um, that the Bears gave us. So if that does happen, we have a bit of a safety net. Which again, I don't yeah, want to think too far ahead, but I just I want him to do well, and I think that he can. But if it just doesn't work out, it's obvious that it's not our team; it's him. Correct. That makes a lot of sense because you know people don't realize you're only good as your quarterback, and you can build a lot of talent around him, and he just may not perform up to par. And it could be one of those things, maybe just like a like a Drew Lock, Daniel. Well, that's a good competition. Who would be better, Drew Locke or Daniel Jones? So I would say Danny Dimes would be, but I don't – that's a tough one. I think that they're at a pretty equal level in terms of their talent. Um, Daniel Jones, I think, has a lot more weapons across this year and last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Drew Locke has what he needs in order to perform well. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'll pick Daniel Jones. Uh, just because I've seen, him, I've seen him, I've seen him run 87, 87 yards, yards and he's on his face, 
it, it was it, still, it was a, still solid a solid run from the dude. dude. So, so I, 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 I love the Before, <laughs> I'm sure he can tackle better. No offense, Tebow, but I'm sure Daniel Jones can tackle maybe a little bit better. He's big. He's a big guy. But, yeah, he is. Excellent Duke quarterback. Yeah, he was phenomenal in college. Any thoughts? What was your thought? Could you see a, like a Jimmy G from San Francisco going to New York if Trey Lance shows out like I think he might, even though it's still preseason? You know, it's funny that you said that. I was actually, that idea was proposed to me yesterday on my podcast that's out this week. Um, my guest that I had on was James from Boda. He told me, he was like, oh, if Daniel Jones doesn't work out. Jimmy mm-hmm. G could end up could there. End and up I was like, it blew my mind because I didn't even think about it. Uh, so, uh, so I, <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, it wouldn't be the most, most it, the worst thing in the world. I mean, Jimmy G literally has gone to a Super Bowl. He lost the Super Bowl, but he still went. You know, that's a good, a good accomplishment, I guess. But I just, I don't want to throw Daniel Jones out quite yet. I want to see what he can do with the weapons that we've gathered for him the run game um the deep ball the wide receivers the tight ends so we'll see what happens of course the other new york team uh zach wilson his performance week one in the preseason wasn't bad i mean it wasn't i wouldn't and it's not you know broadway performance either obviously we all knew he had an arm of a can of an arm when he came out of byu his performance was it wasn't too bad but you know a lot of improvement though nonetheless um but of course, being a rookie. But where could you do you think Wilson's? Of course, we all thought Sam Darnold was the guy. Of course, I'm not. You know, obviously, the New York media is really, really rough. One of the roughest media is probably in the country, but uh, and rightfully so. But is Zach Wilson potentially the guy for the Jets moving forward? You want to say yes, right? Like every year, the Jets well, course, end up right. with this new quarterback, and. Every year, it's the guy. It's the guy. I genuinely see some solid potential in Zach Wilson um, watching his preseason game. And, yes, I mean, the Giants lost, which is fine. But uh, we won't go with that. Um, <laughs> Zach Wilson really did show a lot of potential. Um, he didn't play super long, but I think the connections that he has with his receivers is pretty solid. Like you said, a great arm. Um, you know, again, didn't do a whole lot of playing. I could think he completed six out of nine passes, Sounds about right, which yeah. is obviously not a lot of passes to throw. But I, I, I genuinely think that with him and Mike LaFleur as the OC and new court, um, new coach with Robert Sala, you want the you want the Jets to do well, you know, like you want them to do well and you want them to go out there and like be the Jets that they were in the 60s. Well, of course, right. But I just, you know, I, I hate to say like, yeah, this is the guy now, you know, like this is it. And then, you know, another one tanks because this is just where the quarterbacks go to die. Uh, unfortunately, but I, I like Zach Zach Wilson. I think that he's got a lot of potential. I think he did really well in his preseason debut. And I think that he could be pretty solid for the Jets. I don't know if they're going to be going to the Super Bowl. Probably but anything can happen. Maybe they get a winning season. Well, you know, the extra game might be make or break for the Jets or Denver if you know if they're in the race towards a playoff. But right. You know, I'm, a buddy of mine, he hosts the Time to BS podcast. He's a huge Seattle Seahawks fan. I'm going to get your take on that in a second. And, of course, he's a he's a Jets fan for being – he's living in the Long Island area. But, uh, 
kind of, I'm sure, I know he's on a date tonight, but maybe he'll walk, listen to the podcast later and be like, cool. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of Seattle, Pete Carroll, and, and I wish Dan was able, and I may get him on um, some other time um, as well, but he's shown a lot of frustration about Pete Carroll, and at times rightfully so. Of course, he's still sour about Super Bowl 40, what, nine, I believe. Uh, with the uh, should have ran it, give it to Mush on and not pass it, whatever. But uh, is how Russell Wilson did, and of course, you know, the MVP potential Hall of Famer, I'm sure, as well. Your thoughts on Seattle? Um, I know he's gonna say fire Pete Carroll and he has his own reason, and rightfully so. Some of them are legit, you know, of course, they just, they just got done re signing Jamal Adams for a pretty good deal as well um is it time i know coaches can overstay their stay of course even college is big time as well but do you think seattle if they don't get another super bowl probably by 2023 that pete carroll really needs to be considered seattle still in good position at being out the nfc west the thing is with the nfc west right now is that it got really competitive like Mm -hmm. this is probably one of the strongest divisions in this league between the Cardinals and the 49ers just, like, absolutely blowing blowing up. The Seattle Seahawks consistently make the playoffs, and I think that that is something that's keeping Pete Carroll his job, that they are still a good team. But divisionally, they really struggle. Like, I think that there are a lot of other teams – in this division that are a lot better than the Seahawks. I don't know if Pete Carroll's going to lose his job, uh, especially with Russ still there, and they just signed Jamal Adams to an extension. I I don't know if his job is on the line because of how consistent they are with making it to the playoffs, but I think that it used to be like that division used to be theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's not how it is anymore. I mean, I, I think that the Cardinals are going to be one of these teams that surprises a lot of people and even makes it possibly to the NFC Championship game. Um, they are strong. They are phenomenal. I mean, I think a lot of people underestimate Kyler Murray. But with DeAndre Hopkins there, he, that is a solid, solid team. J.J. Watt getting into the mix as well. It's, it's going to be a lot bigger than I think a lot of people are expecting. So, but yeah, in terms of the Seahawks, again, consistent, but not wowing anybody anymore, I don't think. Of course, I'm going to say I'm a OU fan for college football. And he, Dan, good guy. I kind of want to see if I'm on the right track or if I'm just literally being a homer bias kind of guy when it comes to Kyler. Is it possible to easily say – that the Arizona Cardinals can easily be the dark horse, could surprise some people in the NFC West, could potentially win it, and even make the Super Bowl? Or am I being too much of a homer when it comes to Kyler Murray? I I like (laughs) Kyler Murray. I am also – I also have a soft spot for the Sooners. Mm -hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield is very, very close to my my heart. I adore him very much. I love him. But – yeah, I think that the that like I said, they're definitely going to be someone that you got to watch out for them. They have a lot of big powerhouses in this team now, and they are just solid. And I just uh, the thing is that the only thing in that division is that the 49ers last year were really disappointing, but it was because they had so many injuries. So now that there aren't as many injuries, and a lot of people are really you know healthy and strong. That is another team that may or may not be the reason why the Cardinals don't make it, mm-hmm. um, unless they're like a wild card or something. 
So yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to see the Cardinals play. I think in the first round they drafted Zaven Collins, which yep. was going to be a really solid addition to that team. Um, I think that he was a sleeper in this draft and that the Cardinals saw that and really jumped on that opportunity. So I'm really excited to see the Cardinals play this year. And I love watching DeAndre Hopkins play. He is one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's definitely, no, I totally agree. He's, he, you know, he doesn't get enough credit as I think he should. He's definitely one of the top in the league to in receiving. Of course, Kyler can do a lot of things through the air. Of course, with his feet, we all know his speed. Um, JJ Watt coming to Arizona, which I thought was interesting because I really didn't think much that of Arizona being a potential suitor for JJ Watt, but you know, Vic, uh, Vic Vangio, um, Vance Joseph did a wonderful job with that defense and it, they're looking, they're looking really good this year on defense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that they are really going to be a force to be reckoned with. Of course, Baker. <laughs> I got him, and I think Dan. I don't know if Dan's still on it. There are a lot of comments coming through, so I'm gonna get to those in a second. But I'm a big, as in, just like you, I'm a big Baker. Of course, being a walk on at Oklahoma, transferring from Tech to OU. Of course, Heisman Trophy winner, and so on and so forth. You know, I like his swag. You know what he did at Kansas with the below the belt gesture. Okay, whatever you call it, call it what you want. But is it? I'm gonna be. I'm definitely probably a homer on this one. But could Baker Mayfield really be? The MVP, league MVP. I call. I think I called it on Dan's show when he had someone on commented Baker Mayfield MVP this year. I like his swag. I, I like Cleveland. I got you know Molly coming on next week talking strictly Cleveland football. But I'm not a Cleveland Brown fan. But boy, I'm really on board with what they got this year. Uh, I I agree. I think that um, hot take. The Browns are going to make it to the AFC Championship game this yeah. year. Um, I don't know if that's absolutely outlandish or not, but I love watching Baker play. Like you said, his swagger is phenomenal. I love the presence he brings to this team. They, he's finally the guy that is giving Cleveland hope, you know, with, between him and Kevin Stefanski, the two of them together, like that's what's working. It was Cle uh, uh, Baker was always there. There mm -hmm. was just no coach to work with him. I mean, the Freddie Kitchens year was just god awful just a horrible <laughs> and freddie kitchens could could have you know i think actually i think he was a like a tight end coach or something for the giants last year maybe or i don't I even know if he's so. still i don't think he's still on our staff i don't know maybe he is i have no idea but i just he was not a good head coach and it showed and baker and stefanski working together the the whole dynamic within that team even with Odell there, I mean, Odell may be a hit or miss in terms of whether or not they're going to keep him around, but I'm with him, Landry, Cleveland Browns are something that a lot of people are going to, again, underwhelm, but I see them making it to the playoffs again. I think it's going to be between them and the Ravens in mm -hmm. the North. I think that that's going to be the two teams. I really don't think the Steelers are going to be all that great with Ben sticking around. Um, that's just my personal opinion, but I just, I, the Browns are so great and I loved watching them in the playoffs last year. They did phenomenal. I'm not, you know, people like, Oh, you're a homer for because of Baker. Okay. Fair enough. But no, uh, you know, Cleveland, I just, I have nothing against the city. I, I don't, you know, I'm not I like Dallas, for example. I don't, I can't stand Dallas. I don't like Dallas. Yeah. There's nothing between neither Denver, and, neither, be <laughs> neither between Denver and Dallas. There's nothing, you know, rivalry there, but. I just, I just don't like, I just don't like Dallas. But 
nonetheless, um, Cleveland, I just, you know, I feel bad for him. If there's a fan base besides the Cubs until they won the World Series, if there's a fan base that's so passionate and I feel bad for is Cleveland because mm-hmm. literally they, they're going to go out there 0-16 and yet they can still show up and literally yell and scream and everything else. It's just, it's just the passionate fans, and I kind of feel bad for them. Yeah, and I think that this uh, like this past season definitely gave them like that boost mm-hmm. that was so needed. Like they've been going through so many years of just being god awful and just the zero and sixteen season, just not winning any games. Like I'm, I can't even imagine going through an entire season just not even get one win. Like you never <laughs> like that just sounds so horrible. Um, and like we've been, I've been through you know like three and thirteen seasons, and those are rough. So, yeah, Cleveland definitely deserves this, I think. I don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl or not. I don't think it's going to be, like, insane. But I can see them making it to the championship game. Like, why not? Why Why not the Browns? I mean, if, anybody, if, I, if there's a team out there that has not won a Super Bowl that I would rather watch win, it's Cleveland just because the fan base needs something. I mean, I get they won the NBA, but we're not talking basketball. We're talking football. And the Browns gone through so much. I mean, let's be honest. They – were gone for a while and came back in 99 and yeah, whatever up and down. I mean, I'm with you. And why not? Why can't the Browns win it? Yeah. I, I, and I'd love to see them do it. It would, it would honestly, and I'm not even a Browns fan. I would just love to see no. like, that would be great for them, but I love Baker. I, especially when um, he planted the flag at Ohio state in the middle of the field. That is when I yes. fell in love with him. I remember seeing that game and I was like, oh my God, this guy is fantastic. I also don't like Ohio State. So it was like great for me. I was like, oh my God, this guy is like just as petty as I am. I love it. And then I fell in love with him. He got drafted and I was like, oh, all right, Browns gear it is. I have like three or four Baker Mayfield shirts. Very nice. I know a lot of people don't like college football and don't watch. A lot of people consider it amateur, which whatever, take your guess. But do you actually follow college football or do you just kind of watch it periodically? Um, it's pretty periodic. Uh, again, I, I follow it like the main games that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I'm watching Alabama games. Uh, I don't know if that's just because they're winning or what, but I just always like turn into Alabama games. A lot of yeah. times I'll see it just to say like, oh, I know this guy's going to, you know, be in the draft next year and I'll watch him and kind of see where he's at in terms of, you know, his performance and things, but I don't pay attention too hard to college until draft time comes around. Right. Cause then obviously that's when we have to, you know, pick out prospects and things like that. But normally it's just kind of periodic with, uh, with watching it like religiously, but there, I know there are some people that are so hardcore into college mm-hmm. football. It's crazy. I'm probably both. I'm pretty equal college and NFL, you know, NFL you know, is not also a local team in Oklahoma city. And so you kind of had to pick your choice. You know, Denver's mine. And that, like I said, anything in Texas, I just can't stand. But uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, of course, Alabama, Mac Jones. I'm not – I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of – I think he's personally overrated, and that can probably be a hot take as well um, to an extent. But one hit wonder, of course, came back. You know, he was a third string to two, or to Jalen, eventually to Tua. Then he's back up to Tua. Then he became a starter last year, one year, and then uh, won national championship, which is cool. Congrats. Won a national championship. Don't see nothing special about him besides he's a funny-looking dude that <laughs> I could easily see. You know, I hate saying this, but 
it's a really bad comparison, but I just get the vibe that he's going to be like next Paxton Lynch 2.0. Wow, I forgot all that. Well, he was a Bronco, wasn't he? Paxton mm, Lynch. Yeah, yeah Paxton I totally Lynch. forgot about him. The thing with Mac Jones, all right. Well, I think that I I think he's a good quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's just solid. You know, like he will do he's what needs to be done. Yep. Personally, I don't know him, but I don't like him as a person. <laughs> I don't when he got drafted. <laughs> To the Patriots, which, of course, I very much dislike the Patriots. I do not like them as a team. Um, Bill Belichick is, you know, he cheated years ago, and I will, you know, there, there's no argument there. Um, but when he got drafted, he was so confident already. Like, he was literally walking up to the podium, like, with this, like, jig in his step, like, yeah, I'm going to the Patriots. I'm going to be great. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I was like, you like uh, that just uh, it just that just rubs me the wrong way. I mm-hmm. don't like when you're uh, confidence is great, but cockiness is very different. I don't like when you're being too cocky and you know he's still you know they they still have Cam Newton. There's still a quarterback competition going on. You know, like it's it's whether or not you know Mac Jones ends up starting or Cam Newton ends up starting is up in the air still. But Mac Jones just there's something about him that I really don't like, and it just added fuel to the fire when he went to the Patriots. It just did not help at all. So we'll see what he does again. I think that in his preseason game, he had a fairly regular game, like nothing out of proportion, nothing crazy, but it it was enough to be okay. But that's, that's really all the, that's what I got from it. And that's just from like the statistical point of view. You know, I, I got nothing. And I, I respect Nick Saban when he's done at Alabama. And yes, you know, Alabama produces NFL talent. Not all the time do they work out, but nonetheless, they still get the job done. Mm-hmm. I just, with Mac Jones, he's got the talent. Yes, not knocking that. He just so much reminds me of Paxton Lynch in a way to where literally Paxton had that one good year at Memphis. Oh, he's literally the savior of Denver comes into Denver really sucks it up and <laughs> here it comes and then Mac Jones you know third string backup starter national champion New England Patriot okay cool cool yeah, yeah. the thing um, is that him coming in is that all Patriots fans are jumping on the fact that he's the next Tom Brady which is literally you have insane. no reason to be saying that it's just that's just not good at all but yeah I Mac Jones, Mac Jones is going to be, be a, a solid, solid quarterback. quarterback. I just don't I just think don't he's going to do anything phenomenal. I could easily see average, I think, when it's all said and done. I think will he win games? He's going to win games. Uh, playoffs, You don't. I can't predict that because you don't know how the season's going to go. But Super Bowls, again, depends on how that – he's going to be decent. I just don't see starstruck Hall of Fame Mac Jones. I just, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me neither. One quarterback, and I was a little surprised, but you know, we're talking busts, and is Josh Rosen? Is Josh Rosen still around in the league? He just got released by the 49ers. Oh Jesus God! Yeah, so uh, he's he's out in the wind now. Whoever ends up getting him is just he's a free bird. Um, yeah, but he was the chosen Rosen. Everybody was talking about him for so long. Didn't, didn't do anything. Kyler Murray, Murray came around and just swept him right out of Arizona. 
he was definitely the hot commodity, of course, out of UCLA and and uh, you know I knew Denver was mentioned, and I mean literally all these teams were mentioned for Josh Rosen. Of course, he fell, and so on and so forth. And no, I was kind of we were talking about quarterbacks and you know, Paxton Lynch not doing so well, and I was like, you know what, I kind of want to say may know what Josh Rosen is. Yeah, no, he literally got got released a day or two ago, like very recently, like within the past few days. So it it just happened, and he was on the 49ers. Like they don't need him there. Well, no, they got Trey Lance. So that yeah, so they were like, well, we're not wasting cap space on you. See you later, dog. Justin Fields, um, pretty good performance on Saturday. Yes. Um, I mean, people are like, well, it's just priests, and okay, but still, he looked phenomenal. Boy, you want to talk about controversy. Nick Foles, Justin Fields, Trubisky obviously is gone, but I, if I'll be honestly, I know you want to go experience, but you want to talk about one hit wonder. Boy, I feel bad for Nick Foles. He's got a statue, I believe, out <laughs> in Philadelphia. He does. Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame, Super Bowl MVP, and now he could potentially. Be with either without a job or backing up Justin Fields, right, right. The yeah, in Chicago right now, it's it's weird with the quarterback situation mm-hmm. because Andy Dalton is there, and Andy Dalton, yep. he, he, Andy Dalton has come out and said like, "This is my time, like I'm going to play." I I I just saw Baker Mayfield's Instagram story, mm-hmm. and he said that the whole thing was taken out of context, so I don't want to speak. Right. Weirdly on it because I don't know what the whole it's my time meant. But right. yeah, I mean Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are basically going back and forth. Nick Foles thrives as a backup quarterback. I don't think he should ever be a starter again. He just does really great as a backup. That's just like where he needs to live. But with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, I think that the Bears should start Dalton. I think that, that he should be the person that comes out and begins the season. Down the line, I'm sure Fields will come in because Justin Fields is going to be the reason why Matt Nagy and the GM, I think, Pace are going to keep their jobs. And that's that's just the bottom line. He is a great quarterback. We saw him do really great this past weekend. He had a rushing touchdown, a throwing touchdown, one of the best performances of the weekend. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is a is solid, solid quarterback to have there, but he's not the future, obviously. Justin Fields is the future. I think that they're making the right decision starting Dalton and then eventually leading into Fields. And that way it gives him a little bit more you know, feel for the league before he just jumps into game one. I could easily see that. What? I think it's going to be sooner than later. How far into the season do you think – we might see field fields on the field as a starter, or we could see literally, let's say week potentially thirteen. Depends on how the playoff races. Yeah, my like my initial, initial thought, thought is that I just that have that a gut feeling, feeling Andy Dalton's going to get hurt, <laughs> and that Fields is going to come in. When that happens, when that happens I, don't I don't know. But right, right. It, it, it might not it even might be not that late in the season. season. You know, maybe like unless Dalton is coming in and that he has not lost a game yet and he's coming in and winning them games, they're not going to bring in fields. Right. But when something happens like last year with the Chargers, Tyrod Taylor got hurt, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert came in, 
Justin Herbert's a star. So like it's it, sometimes it's like really some, something sad happens and then something great happens for the team. But I just think that that's going to be the vibe unless Andy Dalton absolutely stinks the place up, does awful, then they bring Fields in. I like Justin Fields. Of course, uh, you know, a lot of people thought at uh, nine that he would be Denver. And of course he fell, I think what was it 15 or a little after that. But uh, I think he's going to be a, one of those quarterbacks that you really, a lot of the first X amount of teams are that needed a quarterback are going to regret um, not drafting. Of course, keeping quarterbacks and <sighs> I don't like Joe Burrow. I, it has nothing to do with, LSU and Dan, I don't know if he's still on the thing watching or not, but a lot of people think it has something to do with LSU torching Oklahoma in a Peach Bowl. Cool. I just kind of like what you said early on him. I just don't like the cockiness. Okay, I, like- I personally love Joe Burrow. Um, I'm very <laughs> excited to see him play next year, fully healthy, hopefully. Um, yeah, but what I kid you not, he when he went down in that game and tore his ACL, I was screaming at the TV. I was like, this cannot be happening right now. I think that he has that same kind of vibe that Baker does. He's got the, yeah, just in a different way. Yeah, and you know, it, it's it's fine to not like a team because you know they, they beat your team <laughs> in the in a bowl game. But no, I, I like Joe Burrow and I'm very excited to see what ends up going on with the Bengals. I hope that they have a strong offensive line because mm-hmm. if that is not the case, unfortunately, Joey might go down again, might get hurt again. And the whole dream of him with Jamar Chase as his, yeah. you know, his buddy and his receiver out in the in the fields, it's it's going to get crushed real fast. So I hope that they've been working really hard on their offensive line because that's that's where it needs to be. That's where the strength needs to be. And then Joe Burrow can ball out the way that everyone expected him to do last year. I like the Jamar Chase pick. I really thought the um, – oh, I can't think of the kid's name from Oregon, the right tackle. I really thought that that should have been their pick, but I get the LSU connection and what have Was that you. Sewell? I, was that Penny Sewell? Yes, the Penny Sewell. Yeah, I wanted I, could, I wanted them to get to pick him as I well. I did too because I really think if Joe Burrow can and you mentioned it and I've totally agree if Joe Burrow can get some protection, yes, he'll be fine. If he gets beat up, yeah, it's he gonna be bad. Have a very long career. The Bengals are going to just be at square one, and Joe Burrow unfortunately is going to be, you know, like a, a legend almost a myth no one is even going to know that he existed if he gets hurt again so i hope that again i hope that their offensive line got stronger and i was pulling for sewell to get chosen by the Bengals, but when they went chase i was like oh, man can't throw to a receiver when you're on the ground but we'll see what happens i think i tweeted out something like well hopefully insurance i forgot what i tweeted out but you know i i like to pick i just wish they would have gone a yeah, little yeah. bit offensive tag or you know offensive line to protect them, but again, that's why the GMs are there and why um they must see something we don't. Exactly. I mean, who knows? But speaking of quarterbacks, and you're gonna obviously you're familiar with is Jalen Hurts, mm. um, Philadelphia. Of course, you know did pretty well at Alabama, pretty decent at Oklahoma. I mean, it was good for a year, but uh, nonetheless, uh, second rounder. Um, of course, not in the what 2020 draft pick or draft selection, but your thoughts on Jalen 
Oh, I like him. He's got to learn how to read down the field. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously you seem a whole lot better than I do. What does <laughs> Philly get with Jalen? And is he even – and again, Philly with another quarterback issue, is, is Jalen the guy at Philly? My problem with the Eagles is the fact that they haven't named Jalen Hurts as their QB1 yet. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what their coach – I mean, it's their new coach, Nick Sirianni. Right. I don't know if he's just trying to kind of brush up some storylines or what have you. Uh, there have been talks about bringing Deshaun Watson to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. If that's a trade that ends up going down, um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I think Jalen Hurts deserves better than Philadelphia. I genuinely think Philadelphia is going to be very terrible this year. Um, I don't know if I'm just biased because I want them to be very terrible this year. <laughs> we want them to be terrible. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, they also blatantly tanked a game last year yeah. with the Washington football team, which meant that the Giants didn't go to the playoffs. But we can't go through all of that emotional baggage that I retained with that game. It was horrid. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of potential to be a fantastic quarterback. Um, they have Devontae Smith now, who unfortunately I believe has a leg injury. I don't know what his timetable is to come back, but Philadelphia could be good. I just don't know if they will be. They have a lot of moving parts. They have a lot of new people coming in, a lot of growing pains. Jalen Hurts, again, I wish he was somewhere else. But hopefully Philadelphia can give him something to work with. I mean, he was he was next to Carson Wentz. I mean, I'm sure the guy knows a lot about football and he was able to learn some things from him. But I think Carson leaving was one of the best things for Jalen. And again, hopefully he he does perform well. I mean, not for me. I don't want the Eagles to do well, but I do like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like you. I, I like you know, of course. AFC West, I just want us to get a good season. But, you know, now for the West, you know, got Justin Herbert. You know, he's a stud. Of course, we all know Patrick Mahomes, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, but um, Derek Carr is not too shabby. But, you know, I like Jalen. Um, you know, sticking with the NFC East. And mm -hmm. I kind of I like his weapons. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I like. I think he'll succeed. Just he's got to learn how to read down the field. I, I just. A lot of times he just wants to throw, but Dallas. I just, I just Dak, of course, injury prone, you know, injury issues. My take with Dallas has always been as long as Jerry Jones literally is in the head of every department of the organization, they're not going to win. Jerry Jones <laughs> is way too old. He needs to. He needs He's to. never going to leave. Well, no, and that's the thing. He has too much control, and I, you know. He'll leave when he's dead. Hurting. He's not leaving that team until he dies. That's I'm just. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to give that thing up. He's got too much in the stake, and he's built the practically the new AT&T Stadium. And, mm -hmm. But if Dak is out, which his injuries, I know they're trying to play it by ear and put him on DL, but if he can't stay healthy, they got, of course, contracts galore racked up down there. What are we looking like for Dallas? Because it's not going to be pretty again. Of course, now, I love when they don't make the playoffs, but I mean, being a non-hated person towards Dallas, realistically, they got some issues down there. No, they definitely do, and they've been patching a lot of them up, one mm -hmm. of them being their defense. We saw their defense perform in the Arizona game this past weekend. I think that with the addition of Micah Parsons, they really made it a lot better than it was. Mm -hmm. That was what they needed to focus on. I believe like 
almost all of their draft picks this year were defensive with like Correct. maybe three or two or three that were offensive. Um, so they're definitely patching up those holes. And I think that they're doing a very good job there with Dak. I don't know because I've been watching hard knocks on HBO, which is mm-hmm. highlighting the Dallas Cowboys right now. And he is currently limited in throwing um, his shoulder. Like, I don't think he tore anything, but he hurt it. And they're being very careful with him. He has a minimum throwing uh, capability. He can only throw a couple passes in a game and otherwise he's just been working on his footwork. The good thing is that we've seen Ben DiNucci, which is one of their backups, uh, be pretty solid. So if Dak does go down, they do have a solid backup, but that's not what you want. You want Dak to play. You know, you want him to be the guy that everyone expected him to be last year before he went down. I think a lot of people were expecting Dallas to be the team that won the division last year. And once Dak went down, that just was never going to be the case. They are just, I hope that Zeke too is working on his ball handling. He just is butterfingers. Apparently doesn't know how to carry a football um, in the national football league, but Dak definitely, we need to keep an eye on him. Like you said, injury prone now, top half bottom half like he he just seems very fragile right now but I think that his motivation is there and that's half the battle a lot of the time so hopefully Dak can be a stronger quarterback and not get hurt again and the Dallas Cowboys have have a very solid chance this year especially with their improved defense I like their defense of course I really like the receiving core Cooper of course uh, CD Lamb and Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I would like the running back corps. Like you said, if Zeke can hang on to the ball like he can hang on to a bowl of cereal, I think he actually <laughs> might be all right. He might be all right. right. Um, he may have to lose some pounds and all that, but whatever. Yes, but no, he definitely I think, gained weight. Yes, he has. He's not wearing his crop tops anymore, which means his abs are gone. So he's definitely put on some pounds. <laughs> I'm working on my <laughs> I'm working on my weight loss. I so I ain't, I ain't gonna speak on that, but when you're a running back, you're gonna have to kind of need your abs back because that's a huge, huge part of uh the game to not be so exhausted and unless they're gonna build them up to be the next refrigerator Perry right. uh, in the fridge at the goal line and running in I don't know. But um no, I think I agree. I think Dak also gives the Dallas Cowboys a much better chance to win compared to Ben Minucci, uh, even mm-hmm. though I still like that name. Um, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, hopefully I like Dak. I got nothing against Dak. I kind of, you know, it's interesting how we went from contract extension. Now he can't stay healthy, but that's part of the game. But Washington football, what's your thoughts on them this year? I like, of course, it, you know, Chase Young's just a beast Oh yeah, on, on that D line. I, man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's it looking like out there in DC? With Washington, um, like their defense, very mm-hmm. terrifying. I'm very afraid of their defense, uh, and we have to play them twice a year. Their offense, on the other hand, they're working on – with Ryan Fitzpatrick there, I am like going side to side thinking about how I feel because half of the time he is so freaking good, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying to think about that. But then the other half of the time he's just – hit or miss you know like you don't ever know what Fitzy's going to perform like you know sometimes it's just like this outstanding game and then the next turn nothing you know it's just horrible so I think that the strong point in Washington is definitely the deep the defense Chase Young is even last year as a rookie just oh, phenomenal yeah. he was just really really great but 
Washington definitely has a strong uh, run for that division. I think our division is like weird that like we're all bad enough that we're all equal. So like it's a very competitive division. It's literally a wild. It's a wide open division. Yeah, like nobody really knows what's going to go down, and that's what's really terrifying to think about. Because it's like, you know, oh, if Dallas is healthy, if Dak is healthy, mm-hmm. Dallas is great. You know, if if Washington stays healthy as well, like they're going to be great. If Daniel Jones has what he needs for his offense, he that, that team's going to be great. Philadelphia, they might just like, you know, they're kind of off to the side a little bit, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this, te- this, you know, this division's wide open. So it really does seem like, you know, all we can do right now is speculate and, and watch games and preseason and just kind of expect things from teams as they're going along in terms of their playing their backups and their starters but it's going to be an interesting season for the nfc east i definitely think so they will continue to be the nfc least they they can we're all equally bad (laughs) but um someone's going to come out on top and i really am genuinely do not know who it could be well, it's a, it's literally a coin toss times four for each team. I think mm-hmm. literally every team can win that division. I think rightfully so. They got the talent. If they can stay healthy, of course, that's another thing. If Ryan Fitzpatrick has some Fitz mag- magic left in his tank, I don't really know. Yeah. Of course, Jalen, we'll see how he does in Philly. You know, two more quarterbacks I bring up in teams as well. <clears throat> First off, which wasn't a surprise, unfortunately, I kind of feel bad for him. Is Carson Wentz, poor mm-hmm. guy, can't stay can't stay healthy if his life depends on it. Um, foot injury, leg injury, I don't. You know, I think it's a foot. Something it's a foot. foot out, quarter quote, definitely. We don't know timeline on that. Besides feeling bad for the kid, Kobe Brissett, Sam Ellinger, uh, Jacob like, Eason, uh, Brissett's not there anymore. I don't think. Oh, where'd he go? Oh. I must have missed that one. I don't know. He's definitely not a cult anymore, though. I think he left. Um, But it's Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger, and they are both fairly new. I think Eason Mm -hmm. was drafted last year, Ellinger this year. So they're they're very new guys. But, you know, at least Eason has one year sitting under Phillip Rivers, so he Mm -hmm. has a little bit more experience, if you want to call it that, or just, you know, education and, and watching and learning. Uh, they both had solid games this weekend in preseason. So I think either way, it's not a bad cho- – I don't think they have a bad choice. I think there's just one that's better. And I think that right. Eason should be the starter just because he's been in the league an, an extra year. Um, but otherwise, it's not going to be for a long time, I I think. I don't know. Who knows what Carson Wentz is going to trip over his own two feet and crack his face on the ground for all we know. But he <laughs> – Seems to get, just get hurt every all the time, and it's just so unfortunate. Honestly, he's literally missed out on a Super Bowl because of it. So I think that in terms of the quarterback situation in Indianapolis, um, Eason is probably going to end up starting, but Carson Wentz will not be far behind. You know, they're they're giving him like five weeks, so he should be he should be coming in by the early season but again who knows this man could take weeks and weeks and weeks extra <laughs> to get better we have no idea he is made of glass for like i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> no I, I you know i feel bad from great kid in north dakota state you know talented but you know just like literally like he steps on something and he's and he's falling 
he breaks a bone, he's out. I mean, so on and so forth. And last but not least, Green Bay, Jordan Love really wasn't very impressive. Uh, I didn't think anyway. In week one of the preseason, of course, Aaron Rodgers, we all know that saga during the offseason. Right. Are we finally done talking about Aaron Rodgers? I know he was mentioned to Denver and San Francisco and anybody else that wants to throw his name out in the out in the um, the bucket. But, uh, you know, I know he got his extension. Do, yeah. Are we finally, finally done with Aaron Rodgers wanting out in Green Bay, or do we think now it's a little quiet for the time being? Uh, yeah, I think it's quiet for now. He has come out and said that he's ready to enjoy the season with his team, with his teammates, um, with some people he's trying to pull back to kind of hold on to those glory mm-hmm. years a little bit, um, like he brought back Randall Cobb from the Texans. So, yeah, for now I think we're going to just stick to – Aaron Rodgers on the Packers, but next year this is going to happen all over again. People are going to be trying to find out whether or not he's going to retire or whether or not he's going to go to a new team. And he is getting up there in age, and he's going to be 37, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that he has that same longevity as um, Tom Brady does. So I think that this this next year, if he wins, if they get to the Super Bowl and they win a Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers decided to call it a career and just say like, you know, he went out on top and and he was able to succeed. And the, with the Packers too, it is NFC championship or bust. Like they need to get there. And if they don't, it's, it's not good. Green Bay reminds me so much of, they probably got a little bit more talent than Pittsburgh does, but they're both a lot of, they're both an older team. I think yes. Pittsburgh's another one that really needs to consider is, is Mason Rudolph going to be the guy for the future, or they're going to have to go draft wise, or maybe make a trade for a, you know, for a Daniel Jones and or Drew Locke or maybe <laughs> Jimmy G or something like that. But yeah, we'll see. Um, real quick, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. We all know this the saga that took place with them. I'm not going to get too much into those those kind of details, but I know he still wants to have Houston, but. Li- I've said it quite a bit on other people's shows and, and mine as well, but I wouldn't risk. I know it's kind of risk. It's a Russian roulette, but how much of a value would trade for him for a guy that still has a lot in his tank, but with a lot of baggage coming into the camp? With Deshaun, um, it's really unfortunate the circumstances mm-hmm. that are happening. Um, with everything still up in the air as well, like nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows if he's even going to be you know, criminally charged. Um, and, but if he's not, odds are the NFL is going to suspend him in some sort of way. So even if you get Deshaun, let's just say um, he doesn't get arrested and he doesn't go to prison, um, he's going to get suspended by the NFL, by the commissioner exemplist. That's going to be like eight games, I believe is uh, something along those lines. So then you have to remember that he won't be playing for half a season and there's a lot of baggage coming in, like you said. Like, who's to say nothing in the future will happen that is similar right. to this? Um, I think it's just not the best idea, but someone will end up picking him up. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if the Eagles are actually going to keep their word on it and pick him up, but I don't think it's a good idea. It's just not great. And he's has his injuries in the past as well. I believe he tore his ACL his yeah. first year playing say i believe so yeah so he um a lot of things going on with deshaun and houston rock bottom they can they can only go up 
it, it's it's really just horrible. That not even just to Sean, their whole situation, the, the Bill O'Brien stuff, stuff last year, JJ Watt leaving. It's just nothing is good there. The whole thing the whole is just thing bad. Is just bad. But, but we won't end up seeing what happens with Houston. I, I, but genuinely, I think that Deshaun is still in the mix, but definitely his stock has gone down. Right. I agree. I mean, I don't know exactly. I'm sure someone's going to pull the trigger, take the risk of it. What would the trade value be? I really can't say. I would honestly, with the baggage, it's probably low balling, but I definitely wouldn't give up a first round just because we don't know the unknown. It's kind of, you know, but, you know, again, um, we'll see when time comes if that was the case. But um, to finish off the show, um, I usually always ask people, of course, we always, you know, sports is is the main focus on, on um, the podcast, but, you know, life at the same time is, is still reality. Going back to 2020, you know, not talking politics. I don't, you know, that's beside the whole shenanigan. But looking back at 2020, we, of course, we got hit with COVID pretty bad, you know, across the country and across the world and so on and so forth. Isolation in regards to uh, lockdown, shutdown, staying at home, working from home, whatever the case may be um, for you. But going, looking back at 2020, especially COVID, what, what has it to you that maybe not so much pre-COVID related that you were more grateful for until you realized what we had that was taking place in 2020. So like, what did, what did I like about COVID? Kind of like what, what was it? You was something that you just never took for granted. There we go. And then until we, until we all literally was locked in our own houses, so to speak. So I think that the main thing that I missed a lot, I mean, now it's a little bit better with vaccines and everything was seeing people and like just being with other people because there was I have not seen one of my best friends for almost two years because she lives in Japan so I was supposed to see her last year you know like we were supposed Mm -hmm. to be able to to be able to travel obviously so that was one of the main things is like the people that I couldn't see and the like you know even just hugging we couldn't hug for a really long time. I'm more comfortable with it now, obviously, now that time has gone on. But it, it's, it's yeah, that was definitely sucky. But some of the good things that came out of COVID was, well, sad. I lost my job. I was on the unemployment market for a while, but that helped me push into my podcast more. And I started my YouTube channel and I put a lot more work into my podcast and i think that that definitely really it helped me gain more of a following and do more things and be more focused on it and that was what i needed and i couldn't do it with when i was employed i just didn't have enough time so with whole days ahead of me of doing nothing i was able to do that so i think that was one of the positives out of covid was that i was able to put all of my energy into my podcast but the sad thing was that there were a lot of people that are dearly loved that I still can't see to this day in 2021. I like that. And and people always ask, well, why do you ask that? You know, it's always, it's always good, especially when it's other people, you know, I try to get, you know, um, different guests on, especially there are different parts of the country and one day we'll probably get across the world. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it's just always interesting because I like to hear people's stories about how, COVID affected them and they didn't realize, well, I didn't realize how much X, Y, and Z meant to me until 
Yeah. Gone, or and or we had to deal with it more. And you know, I, I said it, and <clears throat> it's probably probably the biggest one. But you know, my dad had a major stroke in April of last, oh my gosh. last year, and so he's literally blind. And so, you know, I just uh, you know, for me, I guess I was more grateful, obviously, for him. Obviously, not seeing him sucked, but yeah. uh, in the hospital. But nonetheless, you know, I think it put me in perspective. Like, you don't realize. As much as sometimes growing up, you always had, you know, I always remember growing up, we played whatever. And all of a sudden you realize now he can't do certain things. And then you kind of, but I think in the end, I think uh, COVID, just like you, uh, podcast really put more in focus. The YouTube, I'm trying to get there. I'm, I'm trying to get there, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, no, it's, it's been fun, but no, I, I congratulate. Uh, I saw, I heard on, or read on your Twitter co-hosting another podcast so uh congratulations thank you yeah i'm very excited about it i'm going to be uh co-hosting big blue avenue which is going to be a giants live show um yes. with my two friends tom and hank they've had the show now for a year and i used to guest on it like i would go on it pretty often and we made it official that i was going to be co-host for this upcoming season so every thursday at 7 p.m eastern I'll be doing a giant show in case there's any Giants fans watching or just people in general that want to watch. It'll be on the uh, Review and Preview Sports Facebook page. Very nice. Well, congrats. And uh, as always, you're more than welcome to come back. I know during the season, I'm sure there'll be a whole lot more to talk about uh, yeah. once we get to the full gear and, and meaningful football. But uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. Likewise, catch Sam Cardona. On Twitter, I already forgot what your your um, <laughs> a girl who spoke. Girl that talks sports. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Everyone, have a wonderful evening, Sam. Take care of yourself. Be safe out there. Thank you. And, uh, have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday and the rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Area Type Podcast. Listen to us on all major podcast platforms, and don't forget to shop at La. Touraine watches shop air shop code air raid get a special discount and while you're at it you get a compass free with purchase of any timepiece sam thank you so much and have a wonderful week and everyone we will see you tomorrow night for another episode of the air attack podcast and we'll issue that out over the twitter at air raid underscore podcast have a wonderful wednesday night